Salut mon ami, I'm Nick Schultesig, the founder of A Home Worth Having, where I design, coach, and consult successful high performers who lost their zest and passion to make a significant change in their life. I'll show you how to walk away from guilt and regret towards deliberately designing memories filled with intention and curiosity. At A Home Worth Having, we simplify almost everything in your life so that you'll have the time and space to explore what tickles your enthusiasm, your joie de vivre. And on this podcast, we talk about all things concerning belonging and how to design a home and life that refuses to be labeled a second best choice, no matter where you are in the world. Come on in, bienvenue, and feel free to get inspired. Yet again, a word everyone knows, and I know you can tell me what being hopeful feels like to you, because it is very sensational. But there is more to hope than the feeling part. So my question to you is, what is hope? How would you define it? Here is what hope is not. Hope is not the same as optimism, because optimism can be a very general outlook on life in its entity. You can use positivity as a synonym for optimism. And optimism is closely dependent on personality or character. So it's coming more from within a person. Whereas hope is usually tied to a very specific theme, topic, or result. Your level of hope is related to a subject external to you. Optimism doesn't necessarily need to make sense. You just have it or don't. But hope usually does make sense. With hope, you can usually explain the reasoning behind why it's there. So I guess it won't surprise you that hope is one of the most researched topics in psychology because, well, we flippin' need hope. It is vital to the survival of the human species And, as mentioned before, it feels really good as well. We all love having hope. And we love being around hopeful people. Hope makes us smile. And hope makes us impatient. The good kind of impatient. Because there is an element of action and energy to hope. And for those of you who are into manifestation, that stuff, so manifestation only works if you're full of hope, because without genuine hope, manifestation is the practice of cultivating desperate, wishful delusions. Personally, but this is just me, completely subjectively speaking, I link hope also to people with a decent amount of pragmatism. Why? Because here's what research and science has to say about hope. The American professor Charles Richard Snyder, one of the founders of positive psychology, coined what he called the theory of hope. Metaphorically speaking, hope is a two-sided metal. Side number one is about cognitive patterns, so how you think. The other side is all about what you do and how you do things. Or, in more academic words, it's all about pathways thinking. 
And here's what hope needs from you. Three things. Firstly, you need to have focused thoughts, also known as having a goal. Secondly, you must develop strategies in advance in order to achieve these goals, also known as you need to have a plan. And then thirdly, you have to be motivated to make the effort required to actually reach these goals, also known as the desired result has to be aligned with your long-term values. You need to see how you will do things. So you need to see the feasibility of the project. And it's also got to tickle your enthusiasm because you're convinced you will be better off afterwards. In other words, it's purposeful action within your scope of integrity. <laughs> I like that sentence. Now, coming back to my personal observations, people that are so-called high hopers rarely talk about being hopeful because talking about getting shit done is not as convincing or impactful as actually getting shit done. So high hope people are usually achievers of some sort, even though some might not call themselves that. Let me give you an example. When people meet me for the first time, they're usually very impressed that I'm currently living in my seventh country and I'm in the process of learning my sixth language. Wow, you've achieved all this, Nick? Yeah, I guess you can call it an achievement. For me, it's just something I'm good at. I happen to have cracked the language learning code, or so it seems. So, I hope people, they're just getting things done and they're excited about the goal and the result. And I also met high hope people who sometimes don't even need to like the path or the journey to the goal because the result is what counts. But yeah, obviously, liking the process of doing the things that need to be done is a big plus and repeated achievers usually find ways to savor the doing part of the achievement process. If we use hope as a verb, as something we actively do, we should use it reflexive, as in regarding only yourself, because effectively, you can only hope for yourself. I know we can say, I love myself, and that sounds okay, but then it sounds really weird to say, I hope myself. And I also know it's very common to say, I hope you, yada, 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 but in the essence of what hope is. That means the result of solution-oriented thinking and personal doing, it simply makes not much sense to say it this way. My hope is about my actions. And if I hope something will happen for you, then that's not really hope as such, but a wish I have for you or a blessing I want to share with you. Okay, but let's skip the linguistic semantics here and get back to the science and the research. Hope can be something that falls into your lap out of the quote-unquote blue. And at the same time, you can increase the level of hope you carry within you very strategically over time. Hope can be accumulated. Let me give you an example. When people with anxiety and overwhelm come to me and seek my expertise on how to change that nervous, unpleasant feeling about coming home, their hope level is usually pretty low. 
They know that coming home can be a nice experience because they see and hear other people enjoy it, but they can't create it for themselves. So it's a rather theoretical concept for them. Then when we work together and all of a sudden it's hands-on and practical and their thinking around their own capabilities change, then whoa, we're off to the races. They created it once and now they are more hopeful that they can do the same thing again. So a one-time mind blow, in this case, the knowledge and practice of how to do it, how to change space, becomes also a new way of thinking about creating change in general. And the more we practice the thinking differently in combination with the doing differently, the more confidence we build in general. That's the ripple effect of hope. And that confidence in one area of your life can then be transferred to or can serve you in another area of your life. So hope has the capability to hit you out of the blue and find you over and over again over time. And that's where this whole discussion becomes truly interesting. Hope is highly productive because it's very rational. Not only do high hope people get more shit done, so that means they produce more outcome, but they also think better and feel better about themselves, which then usually results in more smiles, better atmosphere between people, lower levels of stress, better thought through action steps, higher chances of finding flow during work, and yeah, better effectiveness and productivity as a side result. Pretty cool side result. And who doesn't want that? Every organization and every private person. Hope is just one of those holy grails of well-being. So what is the hopeful message around this article or podcast that just happens to be around hope? It's this. We can design experiences that grow hope. I like doing this by designing projects that challenge your thinking, use your skills, and connect deeply to your personal values. I call these projects passion projects. A passion project is competitive, however. Not so much with the external world and other people, but with yourself. It's you challenging you to get something done that can be measured. Where there was nothing, you will create something. And that something has a positive impact on your world, however big or small you want to design that impact. So, what I mean, my dear listener or dear reader, if hope is something you want more of in your life, then book a free call with me and let's talk passion project for you and let's talk about building that hope for you. Let's make you that person that everyone likes to be around because they are an inspiration to be around. They are contagious in their hopefulness and positivity. The link is below. Talk to you very soon. Au revoir. All right, Cherie, before we wrap this up, if today's episode resonated with you, if you found value in it, please consider sharing it. 
one little click and you can send it to one person in your circle of friends that you feel they would profit from this. It makes all the difference to getting found by people just like you. And then of course, a home worth having. It's all about creating belonging and the connections we crave and need with the people in our life so that we can live a rich, fulfilled, joyful, and really enthusiastic life. I hope to hear you soon again. Check out the other episodes that are already on your platform of preference. And à bientôt. Au revoir. C'est Nicole.